Succubus, immigrant, demon. Seductress, wild woman, the first woman. Lilith, often portrayed as the dark, devious feminine, is this podcast's focus. Stories, myths, and archaeological evidence of her history come all the way from ancient Mesopotamia, also mentioned in both Abrahamic texts and the early Bible. A 2500 BCE cuneiform tablet reveals the legend of Inanna, Lilith, and a Halupatri. In Jewish texts such as the Book of Zohar, the Alphabet of Sirach, and the Babylonian Talmud, Lilith, who is described as Adam's first wife, emerges as a seductive demoness after defying him and being forced to escape and leave. Other later civilizations similarly associate Lilith with concepts of maternity and reproduction, miscarriage, sexual night terrors, and motifs of devastation and death. By using earlier entries that were appropriated from Judaism, Catholic Pope Innocent I in 405 CE made the deliberate choice not to include Lilith in the Bible as we currently know it. The Babylonian Talmud from the 5th century BCE is reported to describe Lilith in a wild woman archetype sense, rebellious to societal norms, dominant sexual and sensuality, and the wild woman archetype really gained popularity with Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes in her 1992 book, Women Who Run With The Wolves. This episode, I chat with Ren about her stunning relationship with Lilith and the ways to work with her. There's a gentle trigger warning now, but we do talk about abuse and eating disorders briefly. Ren Haloa is a Lilith devotee, along with being devoted to Hecate, a reconnecting Chickasaw occultist, traditional astrologer, and sex worker. Ren Haloa is a Lilith devotee, along with being devoted to Hecate, a reconnecting Chickasaw occultist, traditional astrologer, and sex worker. Ren left the church when they were 21 to find Lilith and many other infernals and divinities. Lilith has been a very freeing and empowering entity for Ren during this process of transformation from being in the church to being a full-time astrologer, occultist, and sex worker. Who Lilith is, really to me and to many witches, is the leader for female autonomy, the authentic passion seeker, and the advocate for equal rights across all domains. She is our shadow personified. She is our darker desires weaponized and she's been here for us all along. So, hi, Ren. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hey, how's it going? It's amazing. I'm really happy to be chatting with you about Lilith today. Um, Like, some of the symbolism that I'm aware of is, uh, like, owls and snakes and serpents, uh, the dark moon, like, obviously, black moon Lilith uh, as a glyph, uh, the Lilith sigil and the Lilith seal, um, sex, wings or winged creatures, even trees and, like, the colours red and black. So what else have I missed? (laughs) No, you honestly did cover a lot of, like, the general basis when it comes to Lilith symbolism and things like that so you're pretty spot on there (laughs) thank you um so let's dive into Lilith in terms of like astrology so as usual I've got my notes to the side because I will forget what I'm saying halfway through (laughs) um but with Lilith um 
it's very much like the vibe of like, it's not a win until we all win, right? Um, so we can look at Lilith in a multitude of ways in our chart, um, but let's get like super specific with the main four that aren't, you know, um, the Scorpio aspects and things like that. We've got, let's start with the hypothetical Waldemoth. Uh, Waldemoth Lilith, which is H58 for those who want to look for it in their own chart. It's a hypothetical chart point um, because it's not really there. Um, it was discovered, I'm using the bunny as a, it was discovered um, and then they could find it again. So it was likely to have been just like a dirty lens on the telescope. Um, Linda, like Linda Goodman, him, a very famous astrologer, has described Waldemoth as like inescapably dangerous in terms of aspects to our identity. So it's hypothetically like the point or trigger like within us what we find deeply dark and disturbing about ourselves. Um, like side to note, like for I was on a workshop about Lilith not long back. And a lot of the attendees noted that their Waldemoth was in their first house. And then from looking at charts of my own clients since, like it's been in probably six out of seven, like Waldemoth was in their first house. So I find that really interesting. Do you know where Waldemoth is in yours? Um, I don't know why, but that's just how it came out when I popped out, I guess. <laughs> right. um, I like, as an astrologer like it does have to do a lot with like your own personal identity when it's in the first house um so a lot of times like a lot of these people will be like oh i'm a daughter of lilith and stuff like that that's like you know that's cool um but it also has like that person will also function very lilithian so to speak um like their intuition might not make sense to a lot of other people. They might go off of that type of a uh, wild intuition, but it's just unconventional. It might not make sense to other people because it's just so intuitive to that native person that has that, um, not necessarily degree, but it can depend on the degree, depending on the chart as well. Um, because like something I really like about Lilith in general, not only when it's in the first house, is that it is that that it is that intuitive point um, that can make us seem wild or taboo. And a lot of those feelings of tabooness around this placement is because it's something we've actually been taught, or maybe a maternal person came around and made us feel a certain way, um, like oh I can't act like this because this is not societally acceptable is I think is a good example um for a lot of Lilith placements like um oh my sexuality isn't like you know my sexuality is taboo um how I express myself is taboo how I even am is taboo you know it all just depends on where that is in the birth chart so I really love talking about Black Moon Lilith or even just oscillating because they're both really interesting yeah so with Black Moon Lilith like that's the average like apogee with the moon like as the moving mathematical point um in your birth chart right like black moon lilith is like we talked about this in the kind of intro for you and i but um like the magic the psyche the the instinctual the sexuality the the chaos and the taboos and the independence and the expressiveness of self right yeah mouthful <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. 
Um, it's a good mouthful, I think, because it also does explain Lilith's archetype very well because she is one that is unconventional. Um, she is not going to make sense to everybody and that's okay. Um, she doesn't care. Um, she is, you know, wild, but it's not without reason. And like, the chaos isn't a bad chaos because in such a lawful world that we live in, like we do live in capitalism, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I think she kind of has, at least for today's day and age, embodied like the the chaotic contrast between lawful, you know, whatever you want to fill in the blank with chaotic. And then I'm not trying to use D&D um, &D and stuff terms, but it's a good way to kind of brief it, I suppose. And what do you think about like Lilith as just a wild woman archetype? Like that's the one that, you know, with asteroid Lilith 1181, if people want to look that up in their chart, you know, she is rebellious. She does fight against inequality. You know, you touched on the, the lawful aspect there and she is like repressed rage that, you know, the demonized aspects of feminism, you know, asteroid Lilith is where there is absolutely no lying down. Um, how do you feel about those aspects of Lilith? specifically um i've heard that um from astrologers that have many more years on me um kind of use that point as more of a representation of eve kind of so it's more like what the world makes us out to be in a taboo light so to speak like it's not truly us it's something that they think of us like what they make us out to be and things like that so being able to learn and heal from these very triggering points in astrology is really, really powerful and amazing because then we can take it and be our most truth, authentic, you know, wild self, which is what Lilith is really all about. So yeah, they're rough, but they absolutely pay off, which I really like. Amazing. And, yeah. And you said something about Lilith in the, the feminism new age or something like that. I'm sorry. Oh, like the like how she's been demonized um, because of her feminism, like historically, like how she was specifically written about in the um, the Talmud. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. The Talmud, Talmud, um, the Babylonian one, um, and through the um, authors of who, like shock horror, were all men uh, who wrote, you know, um, like color me surprised. Um, but yeah, it's all the, the wrong things about being a woman, you know, like the, the darker aspects of being, um, a feminine woman, like embracing sexuality, like how dare you, you know, um, these are all, um, interesting points. I feel like asteroid, uh, Lilith at the moment is currently transiting, um, the sign of Virgo. So it's also retrograde as well. So it suggests like not only is it collectively for people that they're looking to see the answers as to why they're at service to others in their daily life. Um, but it's more of a challenge than normal as well. Um, so I'd say those who have a Mercury rule chart over the next few months may struggle more than usual with like mental health and daily routine conflicts. So like, this is just the point in the like discussion where we see please practice self-care and work with any support that you can get, you know? Um, yeah. 
but the transit like as a result um folks are specifically striving for regulations towards eco-friendly practices which is amazing and also advocating for greener energy sources right now too so whilst it may take us a while you know we will get there and we've got black moon lilith currently transiting the sign of leo so do you want to share about this well sure um that's specifically like when we have trouble like being self-expressive being creative specifically because leo is all about it's ruled by the sun and that's going to be all about creativity um exploring the light um being a little childlike and children love to draw um and it's not just about painting or something like that or like oh my art you know isn't good enough it could even be our sexual expression because it's you know lilith um but you know maybe we're finding out oh i might be uh, bisexual or something like that and we're so afraid to tell people our authenticity or where our um, authentic self lies and we're struggling with waving our flag because that might be really intimidating might not be ready to do that you know do you take steps too the leo little doesn't demand that we all of a sudden like scream something that we're uncomfortable with more like just acknowledging it um but that's like kind of what's going on and depending on where leo and your chart is um but oh sorry uh, just something really cool also that you kind of brought up about like how Lilith kind of took the backlash of like the the things that women shouldn't be so to speak her that black moon Lilith symbol is actually a broken Venus which I think is very interesting and I would love to know if anybody has historical like why that is because I think that is a very great way to represent her astrologically yeah i think um with series as well like is also um it's like lilith in reverse um so like that's a similar thing and i always associated it with kind of like the almost like a crone aspect of venus because demeter is a mother at that point and she's moving on so it could be like um I mean, I'm, this is just pure speculation. This is just the discussion between um, two like astrology nerds at this point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I feel like it's probably like the um, refusal to get started into those, um, refusal to be like Venus almost. Yeah, that is true. Cause I've noticed a lot of people who are very Lilithian, they don't like being in the status quo of necessarily being a feminine or being a man, they just don't care. Like um, I identify as gender fluid, um, even though I go by they, she pronouns, but, um, and like a lot of my friends that, you know, have been through a lot of different gender experiences, they are very Lilithian as well, or um, adjacent, maybe more Asmodeus or something, but that's a totally different, conversation um and it's just very interesting how she she really loves everybody you know i don't know it's just really awesome no it is badass and i like obviously other people are listening here it's not just me having the pleasure of your company like we want to know like what was your first connection with lilith like what did that look like for you in your practice 
Well, this is going to probably sound a little funny. I didn't know growing up as a Christian, a very conservative Christian, that other people couldn't actually hear Jesus. <laughs> and eventually I just got so frustrated and I remember crying like your people aren't like you what's going on I'm I'm trying I'm working you know I was a youth leader at 14 and on the church board at 16 like that that's really I haven't heard of that really happening and that's that shaped a lot of my experience in the church and stuff um seeing a lot of that very young um but around 18 and 19 I started like moving away from it and just being like this this is not right like something is wrong um and then eventually he was just Jesus was like yeah go with Lilith or else you're gonna be like you're not happy here go away <laughs> um that was like Jesus is cool just by the way and he's definitely not white um <laughs> but meeting her was it was first off very intimidating because she like once she speaks back like that was something I never really encountered because in the in the kind of church I grew up in it was very like taboo like everything else was demons we didn't even believe that the dead or deceased could speak with us um so there was like a lot of disorienting things going on when I was trying to connect with her and understand what was going on um but I remember one of the first times I saw her like strongly during a meditation, which this is actually how a lot of people meet her. She will come through as a very fiery kind of queen of wands type goddess um, with fire just coming up from her legs. And like, she's usually nude, um, you know, she's not shy. And I love that. Um, and she just, it, I just, pause like we weren't really having a conversation it was just like a peaceful moment and I finally like saw all of that and I was like wow like there's really nothing else I could say like I think I actually started crying yeah I um, think that's understandable like that sounds really moving yeah especially coming out of Christianity that was crazy to know that other other beings cared about me and she let me know, you know, and, and I've known her doing this with other people as well. You know, I've just been waiting for you to, to find me. That's all. And, you know, it's making me emotional a little bit right now, just because like that, that was the beginning of my practice meeting her. Um, and I remember also the first time giving her like a formal offering and setting her up a little altar. I remember um, just because it was my disbelief. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want to see, I want to see something, but I knew if I saw something, I would freak out. So I would just see like this little outline of a, of a woman that came and like would drink the water that I left out. And it was only one time. And I was just like, wait, 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 am I crazy? Or is this actually real? And, um, since then it's just been history like our relationship it's she's just so great she's helped me really actually discover who I am because in the church it was so hard I was always constantly people pleasing and she was like now nah, you're gonna figure out who you are unashamedly and I wouldn't change that for the world that's so wonderful 
um I love that you're like wait like just linger a little bit I want to see you a bit more you know like that kind of freaking out kind of aspect um what is it about your relationship with her that like is definitely um reciprocal for you like has she shown up for you in spell work like you know have you do you call on her for that sort of thing or you know she shows up for you in ways like you've called on her you've asked her for something and she's been there for you or you know I'm, I'm speaking too much here but like what is that like for you like how do you see that relationship flourishing in the beginning it was very much so helping me protect myself protect my energy protect my myself from abusive situations because when I met her was actually at a very pivotal time in my life like I just gotten kicked out and lost a lot of friends and having her there to help me understand that all of those bad things that happened to me weren't my fault and that it's okay to admit you were abused and things like that and then it's okay to be mad that you were abused she helped me with all of that self-reflective stuff and it was all through that not always meditation meditation because like for me active meditation is a uh, very very important to me like i i almost get more out of active meditation i'm one of those people um so she would she actually helped me get the courage to to retaliate which is not normal for me usually i i just lay over like oh sorry 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 you know my bad but that wasn't the case so her actually illuminating that for me was very wild and then allowing me to step in my own power was very yeah again just empowering because i felt powerless uh in the church systems and everything before meeting her um is it okay to talk about sex work <laughs> yes of course a million percent we are like pro sex work here like we're pro like choice as well like yeah, we're here for it so talk away okay cool i just wanted to make sure um of course I do sex work um, in veneration and honor uh, for her and with her. Like she'll be there uh, energetically when I do it and stuff. Um, and that helps me financially. Um, and she like, obviously she would be cool with that because it's a consensual space, you know, and that helped me love my body. Because did I have to do it out of necessity at the time? Yes, unfortunately. However, it taught me that this meat suit I'm in is not just some meat suit, like, you know, cause growing up in the, like, I hate that I keep referring back into the church, but um, that's really all my childhood was. Um, like, I really had no self-identity. I was only there for service of the church, that kind of thing. So what was my body good for? Like, I worked out a lot, but it was really to just, meet the status quo kind of thing i didn't actually believe that i was attractive or beautiful or any of these things i always nitpicked myself i did struggle with some ed trigger warning i'm sorry um and with sex work and having to actually look at my body not just other people looking at my body me looking at it she's like why aren't you appreciating the body that you are given for this life it's one of the, like, and in my head, I'm like, you know, it's probably one of the more attractive ones. <laughs> um, 
but then that allows my sex work to be better because then I feel more better, uh, more confident in my body. And then I actually want to take care of my body again. And as somebody who has low spoons that I need that little bit of encouragement, like, Hey, keep up your body. That's how, you know, that's how you hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, sex work, that's absolutely something that we work together with, um, pr- protections, um, baneful workings and things like that. Um, like with abusers and such protecting people from abusers is a big deal um justice even people kind of forget that she how big she is on equality she justice and equality is very important to her as well so that's been something big that we've worked together with as well yeah like I saw that you were a fellow supporter of the Lilith Fund who foster a positive culture around abortion and fight for reproductive justice so mm-hmm. having our own agency in our lives and being able to make our choices is something that Lilith will champion and will fight for um so in what are your favorite ways has Lilith influenced our culture and how we live that she doesn't let us hide from the taboo um And as we're recording like this, that's actually kind of how the astrology is. Right. Um, A lot of it, you know, is being strongly illuminated in uncomfortable ways and we're having to look at it. Um, And I, as much as that is uncomfortable, I like that because how else is that going to ever be brought up? It's never going to be comfortable. But she's like, here, look at it anyways, because we need to for for like, you know, you kind of said earlier, like, you know, she cares about collective. She does. Mm-hmm. It's just in a way that not many people, you know, she's unconventional, but in a, just a chaotic way that we need that to balance things out. Right. And right. That, that's, I guess, would be a secondary thing that I love. Like her chaos isn't without reason. It's it's actually to help with this equality that she cares so much about. I think that's kind of partially why her archetype also holds so much taboo because that, you know, something has to be there Mm -hmm. to keep the balance. You know, we can't all be posh and perfect. That's not fair. (laughs) And that's not even reality, you know, none of us are perfect. And I think that's really important too, because, you know, we all have a natal birth chart. I know we both keep referring back to astrology, but everybody has a Lilith sign. Yeah, nobody's nobody's perfect. Yeah, I literally wrote about this for a client recently. Like everybody has Lilith in their lives. Like I wrote about it in my newsletter, like everybody has Hecate in their lives, you know, like we are there, like the witches are within your chart like and they are here for a reason you know they can really help you unlock aspects of yourself that you kind of had an inkling of but like weren't able to articulate yet and like having the astrology there like literal maths you know like <laughs> like that that helps I feel massively yeah. I, I will say like since since astrology and well astrology came first to be fair but um learning about uh, Lilith's astrology while meeting her actually did help me a lot in understanding how that actually worked for me. You know, with having the Lilith in the first house, I'm like, okay, well, why do you even care about me, Lilith of the first house? Oh, so I'm a lot characteristically probably like, you know, taboo and wild and chaotic like you are. So gotcha. 
<laughs> or I know people with like Lilith in the third house and they make big waves. Um, like I just, I, I will say I love observing like how the different houses where Lilith is like express themselves. It's very, very interesting, especially with how that ties into like if they're a practitioner, that's always very interesting because yeah, Hecate and Lilith are, are very prominent if you're especially a femme, like in your craft, like mother of witch, witches and stuff and witchcraft. And then you have um, Lilith right next, next to her most of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people, they actually work with both and it kind of goes hand in hand. So that's really cool. That's a little off topic though, so I apologize. Yeah, it's fine. We love off topic. We love little side notes. It's perfectly okay. We have um, like in my own personal chat. Oh, I'm going to share some juice now. I have like Hecate <laughs> uh, conjunct with Carly in my first house Aries, um, oh. as well as like a fucking ton more dark deities that you will how laughing at if I showed you you'd just be like Jesus what like the, the state of you yeah honestly it's it's entertaining almost you know it's it's fun and I love astrology for that yeah and I love that you bring it up bring up that Hecate has an asteroid too which um I actually have in the first house too <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, just, it's a lot and um Hecate is a lot just because that's like how you really perceive and like understand the craft and like the arcane or occult like that kind of thing and having it in the first house it's through your own lens <laughs> yeah 100% um okay like whilst we're on the topic of like witchcraft and magic and um I mean, we weren't really, but we are. We're talking about divination as well with astrology. Um, divination methods like I've come across that could be good for working with Lilith on are obviously mirror scrying, um, like capnomancy incense divination, um, or working with storm magic or sex magic, you know. Um, there, there is a type of divination called coronoscopy or coronamancy, and that's more so to do with the lightning aspect of storms, but it does include some brontomancy, which is the thunder um, bits. What, what kind of offerings would you suggest, like, you know, for tapping into that kind of Lilithian energy? For, like, when you're wanting to, like, divine with her and things like that? Yeah. Or, like, yeah um I always like to have like red wine or water at least out for her something just you know the spirits are always thirsty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um I like to have a red or black candle with like her sigil or or something associated with her on it so like you know it is hers um I, I like giving her roses but of course that's not always financially in the budget so like that's not a have you don't have to have that but it's it's nice too um i'm actually glancing over at my altar i will admit like lilith isn't high maintenance people act like she's very high maintenance but she also can definitely work with your budget like um i play a lot of um incantations and things like that when i specifically want to have like a private moment with her like i'll just have those things set up for candle lit um because truly my altar isn't that fancy. Like there's there's some different like, you know, crystals on there, uh, jewelry, perfume. Um, 
I have like a coffin bookshelf, <laughs> a little tin coffin middle bookshelf. I love that. Like I'm all here for like a goth aesthetic anyway. So like, yes, like I want to see a picture of this after the call. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, and like the altar cloth I use is actually just a cloth that like one of the, like it's a one or two dollar cloth that you can just get from like the, the, the store. Right. Amazing. So, like, and I think that's one thing that even for a lot of deities can apply, like they're not super picky. It's the fact that you're trying and you're respectful and you're authentic with them and authenticity with Lilith specifically goes a long way. Cause she's actually a deity that like, if you batter her, she'll be like, nah, nah, be at my level. Like put, pick your head up. Like we are, we are talking as equals right now, even though I am a, I am like a divinity. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't expect you to be below her or act like you're beneath her or anything like that. And that's something that I also really love about her. So I don't think it's hard to connect with her. I actually think that she's also fairly beginner friendly as well. Yeah, because she's not, not pushy unless she's unless unless you've been working with her for a while. <laughs> Otherwise, she'll back off and be like, "Okay, you need you obviously need space right now." So, and that's actually how a lot of people get into the occult is uh, through intrigue with Lilith. That's very cool. Like, I got into the occult without Lilith. I I was just one of those children that was obsessed with weird shit. Spoiler alert: nothing changed. I'm thirty. <laughs> like in March like like nothing has changed so yeah I know that. A- <laughs> <laughs> um okay so like we've kind of touched on this a little bit but we've not really tapped into it massively I gotta ask the question is working with Lilith a closed practice so obviously you're gonna get a mixed bag of answers depending on who you ask but really um the the consensus is no, she's not. And I'll kind of explain a little bit to why. Um, Cause I know obviously some people are going to disagree with me and that's totally fine. <laughs> um, the biggest thing with, with working with Lilith is you just want to understand her. You really want to get in there and dig and understand. Um, so why she's open is partly she's not worked with in Jewish lore, she's actually warded against. So that's some confusing rhetoric there. Like, do we all just not work with her or et cetera? Um, and another thing is she's seen in actually a lot of different pantheons. Like in theistic Satan, Satanism, she's Satan's wife. Um, she's also considered like a consort slash wife of Samael. Um, the Archangel Samael. Um, yeah, who sometimes is actually Samuel's conflated as Satan sometimes as well, or as a, uh, I lost my train of thought, sorry. Um, she's also considered sometimes to be the ma- a masculine counterpart of Lilith, Samuel is. Um, and then in the, she's also in the draconic, draconic pantheon, as well as the infernal. So there's other pantheons that she's a part of as well yeah yeah and there there is the history of um you know Anana and Lilith and the halupa tree um there is um you know um documented stuff regarding Lilith way before like Jewish text but I mean 
before there were texts, there were spoken words. So it's very hard to say in that respect, I guess. Um, and, you know, for for the sake of like being respectful, stay away from anything that touches on a closed practice, I would say to anybody listening. Um, but other than like other than like researching her you know and researching her history like what are some of the ways that folks can work with Lilith um and her energy so like you've already mentioned like astrology (laughs) that is a great way to touch on like Lilith energy and potentially reach out to working with her what are other ways you can think of or could suggest Uh, I did talk about it briefly, but uh, sex work is honestly a good way to work with her and kind of connect with that because like of how much deconstructing she helps you do with a lot of societal norms, especially. Um, If you're actually experiencing like gender dysphoria or things like that, she's a great one to go to because she's good. Like, and I know that's kind of more recommendations than how to, but she kind of comes along when needed like she knows the time and place kind of thing um usually when people are thinking about wanting to reach out to her she's already kind of there (laughs) right right because just that feeling like oh I'm just curious about her sometimes can be the call Mm -hmm. um and she is very like mysterious and she'll just kind of like slither in or just be the cat in the corner and be like "Mm, I wonder when you're gonna notice me (laughs) right Right. And all you have to do is be like, oh, wait, you're there. So I'll meditate with you. That's a great way, like an incantation or just like, um, I don't know, if, if you know, like tarot cards, do a general reading like, oh, are you here? What are you here for? Are you going to help me with something? What can I do for you? Because um, the equal exchange, she she's very big on the law of equal exchange. <laughs> Um, by the time this episode comes out as well I'm just going to do a shameless plug right now there will be a Lilith tarot spread on the website so people can always check that out I'll put the link in the show notes with all our other fun links but um yeah tarot is a great recommendation for sure and you always want to get multiple opinions I think I got at least probably three or five different confirmations that Lilith was even around when I was first getting into all of the occult stuff and just figuring what what it all was about because there's just such so much of it you're like when you first start to get into it you're just overwhelmed it happens to everybody um but I'm thinking of any specific way and I'll I she's so vast and diverse she can meet you really where you're at like um she she's I know people kind of consider her sometimes more of like an auntie energy but she's also like a mother she's a mother of succubi daemons all kinds of different titles um so she also is can be nurturing in many ways depending on exactly why she's there in your life um and even I've noticed especially just for me personally just calling her name and being authentically like hey Lilith I am you know calling to you and she's like yes you know like if you're authentically there and you are there for the reasons with her there's no reason she won't be there no I love that 
So, okay. So if people want to learn a little bit more about Lilith, I'm obviously going to send them your way. So like, how can people find you? Like, have you got anything coming up like regarding Lilith that you want to share for like well, work uh, professional purposes? And you can a hundred percent promote sex work here, by the way. <laughs> so I do that, but you can find that in like, um, it's not a link tree anymore, but I don't know what we call those anymore. So um, I have one of those in on Instagram. So Instagram's a great way to reach me. It's Ren underscore Helloa, and Helloa is exactly how it sounds. Um, and then under the same username, Ren underscore Helloa, I am on TikTok. And that's actually where I'm doing a lot of discussions and things about the uh, not asteroid, um, Black Moon Lilith is actually a lunar apogee. Um, but yeah, we're talking a lot about that and I'm also sharing those on YouTube as well, which I think I cannot change my username on there, but it's Ren Chaos something, but that should be able to be found in the links and bios. So I'm also on Twitter under Chaos Ren, yeah, Chaos Ren, no underscore in that one. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, like we're everywhere aren't we like with socials and stuff and um we all feel a certain kind of way you know we were talking about black moon lilith and in uh leo at the moment and people just not wanting to give into these algorithms anymore like not expressing themselves the way that the algorithms want you know like that is that's some black moon lilith and leo shit right there like we love that um okay so everybody who wants to connect with Ren you will be able to find her details in the show notes and please do come and support our amazing community um but Ren thank you so much for answering some very personal questions I really appreciate you yeah you're welcome I was happy to be here